Well, my name is Lauren McGaw. I'm head of investor relations, and I'm here today talking about Reina Silver, which is a junior exploration company focused on high-grade, big-scale uh, silver projects, Mexico and Nevada. And what we do is we take what we refer to as an ore systems approach. So we're looking at these things as complete systems. And the idea is that's how you make the big discoveries. That's how you make the ones that change the game and move the market. I hope so. We hope that's what you're going Fingers to be doing. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hey, well, look, um, here we are. We're up, up in the mountains. Um, you're here doing well, a number of meetings, like a lot of meetings <laughs> at the moment. So silver's still in vogue, no matter what the market's selling us at the moment. So it's what shining. do you want to get out of the like this, this, this whole conference? So, you know, the goal to for us at this conference is to get out the word about Raina Silver, about our four projects, the potential that we see, as well as share the results that we had from our recent drilling campaign at Botapilis, um, crazy high-grade silver mineralization. And then on top of that, sharing and introducing people to our new Griffin project. So, you know, we've got four big boys that we're playing with and uh, we'll see Right. takes it off. But I, but I think that's the interesting thing for me at the moment, because obviously the market's been brutal out there. Brutal for precious metals, uh, especially. Um, you know, everyone wants to be a lithium company at the moment, it seems, but silver's had a tough run of it. How do you, as a small company now, go after four big projects at the same time? Because this is about best allocation of capital. So, yeah. so what's the plan? So, you know, the plan for us is sort of twofold. One, the reason why we have four projects. The idea there is you want to be, you have a, want to have a portfolio. You don't want to be in a binary situation. You don't want to make it or break it off of a single one. The other component is, you know, for instance, with Griffin, we picked it up because it's this huge gold, silver, and critical metals. It's the kind of project that becomes available when we're in this part of the market. So we seized the opportunity. And the other thing that having multiple projects give us is steady news flow, right? So we can move forward our Nevada project during the summer, whereas in Mexico, they, they, there's not this thing called snow. So, you know, it's easier for us to drill down there. It's cheaper to drill in Mexico as well. And so what we do is we move them forward. And then the idea is, you know, at some point, maybe one of them really takes off. and. I guess the big thing that you can think of as sort of what we're doing is look at the company that we based our philosophy off of. That's Mag Silver, right? They started with three projects, actually two of the projects that Raina Silver has, so Gigi and Botapilis. And then they had Juanacipio, where they made a massive discovery. It's now one of the world's highest grade primary silver, largest primary silver producers. And they had a portfolio. That one said, hey, I should be the star. And then that one was prioritized, but they still moved the other projects forward when the market and sort of where they were in the, the space worked and that served them pretty well. Right. There's lots of people I want to be like, but I'm never going to be like. So it comes back to what are you going to do about it? Yes. I, I get the kind of, you can alternate headlines and it's risk, um, it's de-risk in terms of jurisdictional yeah. component, right? That, that's great. But it in requires terms of how we're doing it, capital, yes. right? Because you've got to say, how do I create value in each one of these in a way which is going to meet my business plan? Because yes. if it if it just goes on and on and on and on, you're going to run out of capital. 
people are going to run out of interest because it's getting an old tired story yeah. now. So can we just focus on what's, what's the flagship? Okay. I mean, what, what's the one which you think this is the so one? So our, our main project is Gigi, but we're being strategic with our capital allocation because like you said, mm. we don't want to just keep pushing things. So we had big results there. We did big geophysics there. We're putting those together to develop strategic drill targets. And in the meantime, what we did is we moved forward the Botapilis project. Right, right. We intersected recently yep. a whole new silver vein. So we'll be figuring out which direction we need to move there, as well as over nine meters of over 600 gram silver. Okay. So that's an example of a project that says, hey, I need attention. But simultaneously, because we 100% own Botapilis mm -hmm. and Geeky, and Medicine Springs after this new uh, drilling campaign, we'll have 100% of that one as well. Right. You know, we will take that into consideration on maybe we need to be focusing on Griffin, or if Botapilis really shows itself, we will divert focus there. Right. Right now, part of what we're doing at Beaver Creek is getting a feel for where the market is, how we should properly be timing this, because you know, in an ideal world, mm. magical fantasy land, mm. we'd move all four projects in tandem. Sure. But, 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 that, but, but that's, that's what that's, 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 that's yeah. the, the, the conversation I like with companies because there is no easy ride here. It's exactly. mining, right? It's yeah, mining. Exactly. Right. So yeah. So let's let's come back to the recent drilling. Okay. Because okay? I guess that's a little bit more exciting because it was insane kind of numbers. Yeah. So so let's let's focus on that and maybe I can go through the other, yeah. other three separately. So what do we need to know about last week's uh, press release and the, and the numbers? So at Botapilis, you're in a district that produced 300 million ounces and the main ore mineral mm. was native silver. Mm. Do you know what native, have you, have you seen native silver? Well, I think we're going to. Can, can I, can <laughs> this I show you? It's my favorite bet. Can, can I show my you my first rock? Come on, come on then. All right, hold your hand out. It's... Right, okay, so that's, that's heavy. That's, that's heavy. native silver. And this, what's in this? That is silver. silver. <laughs> no, so so think about silver is typically a gregarious metal. Mm. It likes to hang out with other things. It wants to hang out with sulfides and arsenic and all these other things. Mm. What makes Botapila special <laughs> is that oh. that is just uh huh. I'll, I'll need that back <laughs> at the end. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> That's good. And, and so because of that, you have a situation yeah. where they used historically they used a stamp mill. Mm -hmm. And they produced fine silver, so right. it is just agey. It's not, you know, needing processing right. to get the silver out. That's sort of when we say native silver. Right. In the same way that when people talk about gold, gold likes to hang out by itself. What makes Botapila special? The silver likes to hang out by itself. Right. And what got us excited by the recent drill results mm -hmm. is that, based off of the systematic year-long program that we did, doing good geology, making sure we were strategic with those drilling dollars. We did structural work, sampling program, geophysics, put those together. And this area between two of the biggest veins in the district popped up as an area of interest. And we hit 0.2 meters of 6,440 grams silver. Right. That's a crazy high number, It, but that's not why we're excited about it. What we're excited about is that how the Botapilis ore bodies, historic ore bodies worked, is they would go from being these tight veins like this, and then over the course of one to eight meters, they would balloon out to be 
the whole structure will be three to five meters wide mm -hmm. with a native silver core that's a meter and a half to two meters. Okay. This was what was in there. Okay. 30 to 80 meters on level, hundreds of meters down. And then it would pinch back out for mm -hmm. 30 to 80 meters, blow back out again. Mm -hmm. And so when you're running into what we discovered there in an area that has no historic workings, has no known vein, we think that we found one of these okay. tighter structures. Right. So that's, that's, that's actually, that diagram is also in your, your presentation. Yes. So it's worth looking at because it's, it's complicated, right? Because it comes back to high-grade narrow veins, quite expensive to go chasing after. You've got to believe that it expands out and yep. it's going to be slightly more economic to mine, right? Okay, so that's happened. What does that, does that change your mind in terms of the, the, the drill plans, mining plans, any, not mining plans, drill plans or the, 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 the drill modeling as it were? Yeah, so, so it, it's sort of in, in tandem there. One, the other aspect on the same drill program was three meters from surface, we intersected 30 meters of silver mineralization, including nine meters that run 616 gram silver. That's massive for the Bodapilis district in terms of width. And so, you know, that's an area that we're gonna be looking at more. And the thing to remember, or should have touched on earlier realistically, is the reason we did that systematic program at Bodapilis was because for the first time in the district, place where the Spanish went in looking for gold, found high-grade silver, Reina Silver went in and we found gold mineralization, over three and a half meters of over eight grams gold. So our next drill target zone is actually in the silver gold zone. Right. And we'll be looking at what we just did in the silver zone, pulling that together and figuring out how to make sure that when we are drilling and trying to find one of these things, we're setting ourselves up for the best chance at success. And geology is geology, so there can always be curveballs. But by taking a diligent and disciplined approach to our exploration, we feel that we can de-risk it. Right. How much money have you got? 5.4 million. Right. Okay. Four projects, 5.4 million. Given this means, are you redirecting capital here? Because yeah. like, this isn't a bad job, but oh, really no, no, a difficult market. Yeah. Okay? So, I mean, realistically, we are currently still drilling at our Medicine Springs projects right. in Nevada. Right. So depending on the results there, that will determine who the star pony or the star of the show is realistically. Mm -hmm. You know, Botapilis is giving a pretty good case for it to be the star. But early days. But early days. Yeah. We're currently drilling at Medicine. We need to wait for the results from there because if we get fantastic results from Medicine, mm -hmm. I don't want to be able to say, you know, ha have said that, you know, Botapilis is our right. focus and yet, you know, it sure. Turns out okay. Medicine. But you, you come from Dizzy Heights, right? So yeah. here, with, you know, you shot out of the gate real quick, and, and and like say, like everyone come off a bit, come off a lot. But um, the point is, you now are getting to that period where you have to make difficult to make decisions, decisions. Yes. about, you know, not just where do you spend your money, but when do you stop spending money? And correct, you know, maybe we need some strategic partners. Maybe we need some new people. Maybe we JV it. Maybe we spin it. All yep. of that stuff, which a year ago you wouldn't be really thinking about. And it's right? something that we're thinking about, and it's something you know. We're, we're having those conversations because, you know, one of the big things with strategics is that if you go to them when you need them, it's too late. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do you get ahead of the eight ball? How do you get yourself set up so that way, you know, the conversations have started? Because you can always say no. It's hard to open up the conversation when you're in a position of not... Uh, yeah, you've got the leverage. Like, I do. It's yeah, gone. exactly. 
Right, okay. So knowing that, um, have those discussions started because for assets, let's be realistic, yeah. you can't move them all forward properly without some help, some yeah. input, right? So we'll, we'll, that's something that we're looking at, right? right? Okay. And like that's going to be a big focus for us this year is to make sure that we are respecting our investors mm -hmm. and we're doing our due diligence and being proactive. Right, okay. And let's look at Mexico yep. versus Nevada. Nevada, well-known, both well-known districts. Yes, I was going to say. Long history in Mexico <laughs> and, and Nevada's not, not, not too shabby either. Um, but of recent times, as with South America every now and again, socialist undertones and maybe the government's making it difficult, maybe it's not. Um, what is, what's the reality on the ground in Mexico as far as you're so concerned? our thought process, yeah. and, and, and you know, we're lucky, our, our CEO is Jorge Romero Monroy. Mm -hmm. He's Mexican. So... You know, and, and he's well connected. So we have some ideas about what's going on. And, you know, the big thing right now is that there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going on with the, mi the new mining law. Um, there's a lot of questions that are working their way through the courts. One of the great things about the projects we have in Mexico is we have all the claims. It's 100% yeah. owned and they're in a great jurisdiction that is, you know, pro mining on a general sense. We're keeping an eye. The, the big thing and for what, what investors can pay attention to is what happens with the election. So last year, the primary or last week, the primaries happened. So the um, incumbent and the opposition parties have both selected their presidential candidates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the big thing will be to see who ends up being the leader of the Mexican government and, you know, see how that affects but what, what, what are some of the conversations out there? Yeah. I mean, should, should, is there cause for nervousness if, if one party gets in, not the other? You know, it's it, two, two factors. Mm -hmm. One, it takes a while for a mine to become something, to go from an exploration to going into production, right? So there is that component that we're keeping in mind that, you know, even if you're in a situation where someone who's less pro-mining gets in power, there's only one term. So there's a six year period before change of government and whatever flexibility comes there. Um, the other component is if you're gonna go looking for silver, you go to Mexico. I mean, it really is. There's a reason that of the 16 big no, that, districts, I get that. you know, yeah, of you course. got nine. It's a big history, long, long, long history of it. But and the question is who owns it? That's yeah. what I'm getting at. So, so in terms of the likelihood, in part, because of who owns the mining companies and there's a lot of big private mining companies, um, the likelihood of the government coming in and saying this belongs to us is pretty low because the amount of internal opposition from Mexicans would be significant. Um, or at least that is our perception. And our understanding. Jobs are jobs. Money's money. Taxes hands. Let's see what happens. We've, yeah. we've been through. I think this will be the not the first time we're talking about this in the context of Mexico. But we've we've seen this, you know, further south, obviously yeah. with, with with Chile and Peru and Colombia and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I get it, but it's where you just have to talk about it. Yeah. So people don't. Okay. Um, Nevada, a little yes. bit easier to do. But well, you still got to jump through some hoops. But it's a little bit easier to do business there. But I'll be perception. honest. We're in 
awesome jurisdictions. I mean, we're in Elko County. Mm-hmm. We're in Eureka County. Mm-hmm. We have great relationships with the BLM. We, you know, are able to move these projects forward with the landholders and Griffin. So, you know, for us, it's one of the reasons why we wanted to diversify our jurisdiction. And you look at Nevada, where the potential for the carbonate replacement style deposits, similar to what we're looking at in Mexico, their Gigi project, there's big potential in Nevada. So let's take the style of exploration that our team has used to great success in Mexico and bring it up to Nevada and see if we can find something in a jurisdiction that is, you know, investors are really happy with and in general seems like mining companies are happy with. Okay. So given that you've got a hundred more meetings to go to. Okay, for sure. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I was like, I did think today for me is like, one in meeting you was, it was been fantastic, but two, understanding how the business plan is shaping, reshaping itself and therefore the strategies having to adjust accordingly. Yeah. We know where, where we are with capital because that's the enabler here. But what do we as investors need to be focused on? What do you think is really important? I'm not looking at the market number. I'm not looking at silver product. I'm not looking at any of that. I'm just saying, you as a company, how are you going to survive? How are you going to win? You know, why should we be looking at it? Yeah. Now, maybe this is because I come from a geology background. So I will always lean to geology as being the thing that can make the big winner because realistically, junior companies are values discovery driven. Discovery through the jailbreak. We know that costs money. But in terms of what's really going to move Reina is going to be a big discovery. And whether that's something that we can do ourselves when we 100% own something, or whether or not we have to bring in a strategic, whether it's equity or JV, so that we can make that big discovery, that's what's going to really move the needle. And this year, I would say for like the next 12 months, the things to keep an eye on would be what we're doing at Medicine Springs mm-hmm. and the results that come out of there, um, as well as what we end up deciding to do with Bodipilis. Okay, and some of us come back to you yes. if we interview again. Is your, as a geologist, your definition of a discovery is what? Because I've heard it all. Okay, I, I, so I am very biased in terms of what I consider to be a discovery because in second grade, my dad hit on hole one with Mag Silver, Dr. Peter McGaugh, the top of the Juan Escipio thing. That thing is now going into production and it is something that legitimately the economics say this should be in production. So we use things like Archie's rule for, do we consider something high grade? Because high grade is such a nebulous term, as you know. So, you know, we see high grade silver taking into account operating costs and how that shifts. And mathematically, the higher grade you have, the better. So it's the reason why we use sort of a cutoff for what we consider high grade to be 300 gram silver, because below that, the economics start getting tight. Mm-hmm. You're also looking for scale because realistically, the metal market is cyclic. You have, you know, silver can go to whatever your nightmare is, and you want to have a project with high enough grade that it can survive through that. But it also has to have enough scale that when the market turns around and goes to whatever an investor's personal idea where it could go is, that's where you make the big money, right? That's where you're able to party all night if that's what you want to do. And, you know, but it has to be high enough grade that you can sleep at night too. 
when things are down. So, you know, those are sort of the parameters that we use. So that's why we talk about big scale and high grade because we're not playing around. We're not looking for something little that can eke by. We're looking for something that changes the game. Um, yes, sir. Good to meet you. Nice um, to meet you. And we'll see you soon. Appreciate it.